Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 151st ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? Doing great, Cameron. Uh, us boys, we were checking out a new attraction here in Springfield a few nights ago. Uh, we, we were oh, checking yeah. out a, uh, a rip-off version of Top Shots. What's it called? Like Big Shots or something? Big Shots. Yeah. Top Shots. <laughs> top golf top golf oh so it actually is i thought it was top shots so Me too. that's the nba nft thing is oh yeah shots. the trade the <laughs> digital trading card thing well i found out that i'm really bad at uh at golf i'm pretty bad too it's producer cameron better than both of us combined probably probably still not very good <laughs> i mean we're just literally it's just a basically a glorified driving range and yeah. i still it's still frustrating so yeah i still i had fun with it but um do I want to go back anytime soon? Probably not. I feel <laughs> it's a little like, pricey. Yeah. And I would need like an actual coach to like give me lessons to actually start feeling like I was having fun. My I wife. Th- I thought you were doing pretty good. My wife videoed me swinging the club and showed it to me. And I was like, never do that again. Never show me that again. That was really <laughs> ugly. I don't ever want to see that. Yeah. I think I'll just stick to like mini golf. That's, yep. That's, I agree with you there. Kyle, I spent yesterday floating the current river in Missouri. How was that? Fantastic. One of my most favorite things I could possibly ever do. It was a wonderful time. Got a little sun. Not quite a sunburn, but maybe. So, A little vitamin D? Yeah. It was a great time. Good. Very relaxing. Um, SEC Media Day is going on right now. Mizzou... Uh, just wrapped up a lot of their interviews and stuff. Coach Drinkwitz doing, uh, making the rounds, talking to all the media members. And we will talk a lot about that, as well as some rumors about Texas and Oklahoma potentially wanting to join the SEC. Before we do that, though, we do want to give a big shout out to our newest Patreon supporters, Tristan and Cooper, both signed up at the $10 and above level, so they'll get entry into the fantasy football league that we told you about last week so if you're interested in that ten dollars on patreon gets you your entry fee there will be a prize for the winner i do have to sign up for that by the end of august so that we can draft at the beginning of september that'll be a lot of fun Uh, tristan has been over in the discord we've been chatting Um, that's another perk that you get so uh, shout out to those guys for for their support and um, if you are interested in any of that you can check it all out at patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. Patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. Thank you, boys. We appreciate you. So, Kyle, t- uh, Coach Drinkwitz took the stage today at SEC Media Days, and I thought he was pretty impressive. A lot of energy, but he still seemed relaxed, confident, you know, dropped some jokes on everybody. <laughs> yeah um i thought it was pretty entertaining yeah he truly was like an entertainer it's kind of the word that comes to mind to describe his performance is what you could almost call it um was him up on the main stage and just yeah his first first few things he said were 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 jokes about paul feinbaum and everybody else you can make jokes about in the sec so uh yeah i i love his energy he's uh he's confident without taking himself too seriously and i just think that's such a beautiful combination a very appealing 
um, thing. And, you know, with, he even took a few stabs at some other teams and stuff and a little playful jabs, but still that that's the kind of thing that makes football season fun is that that makes the fans get engaged is when they have a reason to root for Missouri or against Missouri and that kind of thing. And I just, he's putting us in the conversation with the, with everybody else in the SEC. He's, he's making us, us, he's making himself known. He's making Missouri known at, at SEC media days. And honestly, I'm not really surprised. I kind of thought that he would bring that, that attitude and that energy. So I, I wasn't too surprised, but uh, you just never know what he's going to say sometimes though. And it's fun. Yeah. I specifically liked, well, there's a few things I liked, but when he, when he moved kind of past some of the jokes and was talking about the team last year, uh, this uh, part stood out to me. And uh, this is from Tennessean.com. They have like a full transcript of everything he said. And he said, quote, last year we were able to win five conference games. We were able to beat the defending national champions. We were able to beat Kentucky for the first time in five years, able to win both of our trophy games and avenge a loss versus Vanderbilt. We had five players drafted. So there's a lot of positive momentum going into the offseason. Yeah, and I, I've there's been definitely some Arkansas Twitter beef today after some of his comments that we'll, we'll discuss here in a minute. But, you know, I saw a lot of uh, like, yeah, he's making all these claims and, you know, they haven't done anything yet. And I disagree with that. Oh, yeah. I, and I, I think that uh, Coach Drinkwitz came in last year, blew away expectations for what the team was going to do on the field. He's obviously put Missouri recruiting at a level it's never been before. Um, I would definitely say that he's not, you know, bebopping into media days today if he didn't have any results to show off and i think he has kind of earned the right to to uh, be a little confident and and kind of talk about some of the achievements that they had last year and hopefully it's uh some foresight into what could happen into the future yeah absolutely um i in particular liked his uh slight dig at um uh dan mullen that was like a highlight for me and it seems like uh, Drinkwitz like picked kind of the perfect targets for a little bit of jokes yeah. because like, okay, who outside of like, you know, who's going to really get mad at you for making, uh, you know, poking fun at like Paul Feinbaum and Dan Mullen of all people. Yeah. Like for the most part, you're going to have 90% of people backing you. And in particular with, Feinbaum, he he's gonna laugh it off himself, right? You know, because he's a good sport about stuff like that. Dan Mullen, maybe not so much. Yeah, well, I I think uh, he I think Coach Drinkwitz has learned his lesson last year when he made a comment about um, Kirk Herbstreet publicly, right? And just with there was a whole situation last year where where Kirk was was doubting that we would have a football season with COVID and um, just was probably like a little bit too pessimistic publicly, and and Coach Drinkwitz kind of called him out and kind of said something to the effect of stay in your lane and and i you know we'll, we'll see and uh i don't think that was taken very well by maybe kirk and, and some other national uh media people but and so coach Trinkets ended up uh, apologizing but he even alluded to that today at media days that yeah, i maybe learned a lesson to to not poke uh at kirk herb street so maybe he's learned some better targets to make jokes at. yeah yeah there's d- definitely certain people that if you like poke fun their way it's gonna be like well yeah they deserve that yeah i don't know it seems like uh, a fine line to walk but it seems like he's doing it okay yeah and some people may not take it as well as others yeah but we don't really care what florida fans think no we don't or arkansas for that matter that is true <laughs> uh obviously a, a huge theme of media days this week and something we'll talk about in a minute is 
is the rumor about Oklahoma and Texas potentially joining the SEC. So that's been something that's heavily asked about. And when coach was asked about it, I guess the, the journalist basically said something to the effect of, um, are you looking forward to restoring some of those old rivalries? And um, will that become a more important rivalry than Arkansas? And um, I really like coach Drinkwood's answer to that. And honestly, I don't know what I would have said to that, but I really liked what he said. He basically just said, I, I really like our, our rivalry with Arkansas. Um, and then he went on to basically said, I don't remember the last time they beat us. So he kind of took a little jab at him there, but I agree with him. I think that that's been a fun rivalry. I think last year's game versus Arkansas was not only one of the more entertaining games I've ever watched maybe, but it just felt so good to beat them. And, um, and obviously just with OU Texas thing being a rumor right now, you don't want to overcommit yourself to any rivalry or, or poke the bear too much whenever that's not even necessarily a thing yet. Right, right. I completely agree with you there. Um, overall, I just think that he just did an excellent job of kind of representing Missouri. And, um, you know, he, he said all the right things as far as like highlighting the positives that have happened since he's been the coach. And I think there are enough of them to talk about. And, you know, he just hasn't really had any big misses yet i mean yeah a couple games last year that with the momentum they had we would have liked to see them pull out but um there were a couple wins that balanced those out so it's not you know as a whole on the season not that big of a deal but um yeah i mean he just has the perfect amount of like confidence and swagger without being without taking himself too seriously and he multiple times with different media members spoke specifically about how he is just he specifically said living the dream. You know, he talked about being a high school coach and being in that area when SEC Media Days was going on, you know, like 10 years ago. And just now he is one of those coaches that's participating and he couldn't have ever dreamed it. And he's just kind of taking each day and making the most of it. Yeah, he said he's living the fan experience. Right. That was like the exact uh, words he used. I thought that was so funny. Um, that, you know, so he's like, some people pay for the fan experience. I'm, I'm doing it right now. And, yeah. um, it's just, it seems like he's genuinely just having a lot of fun. And, um, like you said, not taking himself too seriously. So he was really entertaining. I was just locked into everything he was saying. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he said some, some fun football related things too. I mean, I, I really think they're going to be aggressive with Connor Bazelak this year. I think we're going to, we have a lot of weapons and, um, he mentioned some of some key additions in the transfer portal that they made and kind of shored up some weaknesses that they had through guys leaving in the draft or whatever it may be. Um, he seems obviously confident about himself and how he can command the room, but also seemed pretty confident in what we might be able to achieve on the field this year. But he also, you know, he also said that we should probably try and be realistic about our expectations. You know, we're trying to close the gap between some of the upper echelon teams in the SEC and um, unfortunately, that's how you have to look at it sometimes from, from a, a Mizzou perspective is um, we have a little ways to go to reach some of those other teams um, recruiting-wise and, and, and wins on the field, but I think we are closing that gap. And he also said uh, we need our fan base to continue to re-engage with us and be excited about our program and continue to re-engage and be excited. I think that's absolutely happening and you know, he put it perfectly. We got to we got to keep building on that and fill up the the seats every Saturday, and then uh, more good stuff will keep happening. Like I feel like I feel like he's done his part 
up to this point and you know going into week you know going into that first home game I think the fans really need to show their appreciation and show that if they can keep it going you know we'll be there for them yeah I think Missouri just Missouri deserves to have a coach that like this that's that's different than anything we've had and um I don't know I've never and I've never enjoyed watching a coach at at SEC media days so much as I did this morning and uh, just he really brings an attitude that the former coaches Barry Odom Gary Pinkle both uh good guys and and had success in different ways especially Gary Pinkle here at Mizzou but uh coach Drinkwitz just brings a completely different angle completely different energy and you believe what he says you can see why you you can believe and and see a vision that this guy has for Mizzou and you can see how this program can go to somewhere else it's never been before just because he it just brings something that we've never seen yeah yeah and he's got the X's and O's to back it up that's the only reason he was in position to get the job in the first place yep all right uh was there anything notable out of um case cook or akil byers that you wanted to bring up i I had just one quote uh that case cook said um watch out for towski dove this season said that he's really been impressing in the off season during uh workouts and stuff so love to hear that from a position group that struggled at times last year yeah uh i haven't really heard a lot about toski dove maybe in the off season but but love to hear that i definitely think he's got the surest hands of any of those guys in the wide receiver room he put that on display a few times last year um really could be a super reliable player and if right. he's like taking another level adding another level to his game yeah watch yeah out. for sure i i just i love the kind of different skill sets that some of our wide receivers have and He's kind of that bigger, uh, longer arms threat with good hands that can really go up and high point the ball. Um, I, I think he could be he could be an interesting weapon. Could have a could have a big year. Akeel Byers was on like a fake magazine cover yeah. that uh, SEC official Twitter account tweeted out. He looked good. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool. It, it looked like a ESPN the magazine cover yeah. basically, and yeah, he looked great in that whole. Uh, graphic was pretty cool yeah uh, I mean last week whenever we heard who they were going to be bringing to media days it was like you said Case Cook and Akil Byers I was a little bit uh, a little bit surprised about those names I mean both seniors who you know have had solid careers at Mizzou and probably will have another solid season this year but um, Coach Drinkwood said today that he brought two linemen to show the importance of the trenches we're going to emphasize the trenches we can't win without a strong o-line d-line and, and there's a message to recruit message to recruits yeah. that we're going to prioritize you here if you're if you're in the trenches where you're important here yeah so i thought that was a really that was really cool yeah if you're winning in the trenches we'll put you on tv he said yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right kyle um you're ready to talk about these these two schools that seem desperate to join the best conference in the nation i'm ready i'm ready to just spit out some takes okay so rumor has it texas and oklahoma have reached out and are interested in joining the sec well look how the turntables <laughs> i th- i think uh upon initially hearing this news um i kind of was just maybe disregarding it a little bit like okay this has just got to yeah. be off-season rumor somebody's yes. bored somebody bored somebody's bored and, and leaked this during sec media days to cause up a cause a stir but um tom hart uh had an interesting quote on twitter that 
kind of made me like realize that we may need to pay attention a little bit more to this. And I'm trying to find that tweet. Uh, basically said, to, I can't find the tweet, but basically said something to the effect of, you don't ask if you don't already know the answer. Right. Or And so I was like, oh man, this might actually be, this might actually be a thing. Yeah. And, you know, at, at first my, my initial reaction was like, I don't like this at all. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, um, Oklahoma is a perennial top 10 football program. They're good every single year. Uh, Texas is a, I, I hate Texas. Uh, they're a, a, a program that has every resource in the world. If they get a coach in there that knows what they're doing, I mean, that's just kind of, unfortunately kind of a sleeping giant. If you figure out, if they, if they get somebody competent in there that knows what they're doing, Texas, Texas will be back. Texas folks. will be back. <laughs> And so I guess I just think of what do I want out of a football season? I want to see Mizzou win. I want to see Mizzou get to levels they've never been before, which is, you know, make the college football playoff or, or win an SEC title. And I just think Oklahoma and Texas make that goal a little bit harder if you're playing those teams every single year. And that's just my honest, my honest thought is like, yeah. I hate both these programs, but I got to respect what, what they have done or what they could do on the football field. And it's a little bit, a little bit scary. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, Kyle, I'm right there with you. Um, <laughs> we're going to have to, I think we're going to have to put it out to the listeners. Somebody out there, please try to sell us on this in the YouTube comments or on Twitter or something. Why is this a good idea? I mean, I know it would bring in a ton of, a ton more money to the program more eyeballs every Saturday on SEC Network. There would be probably some kind of, you know, combination of SEC Network and Longhorn Network. Um, the SEC has always been good to all the schools that are members, though, and, you know, split revenues in a way that um, was like the whole reason that Missouri left the Big 12 was because Texas was greedy and wanted everything their way, and they thought that they were the most important school in the conference, and that they needed to be able to make the rules basically. And, you know, if I don't love the idea of inviting that into the SEC because it's been going so well so far, in my opinion, since Missouri has joined. And I feel like fans of other SEC schools would agree that, you know, the SEC has been where they were already very dominant, but that has only continued. Do you really need Texas? And really, my only hang-up is with Texas. Oklahoma is very good, and they would add more competition to the SEC, but it maybe just intrigues me a little bit more how good they would be playing some of these schools every single year. And how it would make a difference to me also how the scheduling and the divisions and everything broke Mm -hmm. out. We'll talk about that in a sec. But, yeah, my first instinct when I see that this may be more than just a rumor is why and, it, yeah. and, it, and it's obviously just money and yeah i mean the, the sec is already considered the greatest conference in the world especially for football and if that weren't the case then texas and oklahoma wouldn't be bringing right. down the door trying to get in and uh i agree with you texas is there's something just really unappealing about texas being in your conference they're they're greedy they're they have every resource available to them on mankind and <laughs> on mankind is what I said in mankind of mankind. I don't know. They, all the resources. All, they have all the resources. They, they, they want everything their way. Yeah. And uh, there's a reason that Missouri left the big 12 when they did. Yeah. And it's because. And, and Nebraska and Colorado. Right. It's because 
Texas was destroying the conference. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that I'm a little bit nervous about that. But I, th- I do think there are some pros. I, th- I think that um, some of those matchups will be really fun. I think uh, playing in Oklahoma or in Texas maybe every year or almost every year, um, yeah, I think those games could be fun. Uh, I don't know how often we'd win those games, but if you know, we I do think that we have a coach that I believe in, and and like we said earlier, maybe Missouri is going to be in a different place than they've ever been before in the next three to five years, and maybe we're beating those teams regularly. And if that's the case, then bring it on. I think yeah. that's really really fun. Yeah, and, and potentially that could help actually with recruiting uh, because obviously Missouri wants to be recruiting Texas, and you know if you can. That was always a good thing for Missouri. That's what that's like why Texas became a pipeline in the Pinkle era was you could tell these recruits like, hey, don't worry, like we'll be in the state of Texas playing games. Your family will not have to travel to Columbia every weekend to see you play. Um, And that works to just, you know, help some of these Texas kids feel more okay with leaving home and coming to Missouri. So that could help recruiting, um, help re-solidify texas has a pipeline for missouri um yeah the sec would just be completely dominant and especially if texas found a coach that was competent enough to get them on track then yeah that would be pretty insane as far as just like the the talent level in the conference not a tom herman believer huh no is he still there who's <laughs> I it? don't even uh, know. Steve Sarkeesian's a coach now right? yeah you're right so he could that could be it I mean he I feel like it doesn't take you know a super coach to get get Texas back folks yeah so and I think Steve Sarkeesian's a good coach I, I kind of he was on he was a guy that I hoped Missouri would reach out to when um they were replacing Barry Odom but he was holding out for a much bigger paycheck Tom Herman is an offensive analyst Probably for the Chicago, Alabama. For the Chicago oh. Bears. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Like, I, I knew he would, like, yeah, yeah, do some kind of job in the NFL or, like, yeah. sneak into the the staff of, like, Nick Saban or somebody like that. Yeah, that's get, what get into the, happens. the coach rehabilitation program. Well, that's exactly what Steve Sarkeesian did. Was yeah. He yeah. got fired from USC or whatever, and then... Yeah ended up as a coordinator at Alabama or yep. whatever. So yep. you know the story. A uh, couple things circling back to the media days and coach Drinkwitz. Uh, he, I don't know how it came up, but he commented on the uh, Texas like horns down uh, and how that's a penalty in the uh, big 12. If you do that at a, if a opposing player does that towards a Texas player, that's a penalty. If they do it, towards the fans it's not a penalty i think is what i read so coach drinkwitz said that he asked sec commissioner greg senke if horns down would be a 15-yard penalty in the sec and commissioner senke said no comment (laughs) (laughs) interesting but that's just like another example of the annoyance that texas the the annoying things the self-importance that texas has about themselves that you cannot you can't do a negative gesture towards us that has to do with you know our celebration like i don't know yeah florida fans don't whine about exactly the gator chomp the gator chomp is a very that's something that's clearly associated with florida yeah and whenever they get beat in a sport people do the gator chomp 
the gator chomp is cool i'll admit it like if you're if florida is rolling and that whole stadium's doing gator chomp and whatever yeah. music playing like that's pretty cool yeah so but if you're gonna have something like that you got to be prepared for exactly. opponents and, and opposing fans to do it back at you when you're losing for sure what do you think about uh calling the hogs <laughs> oh man no calling the hogs is maybe the worst thing <laughs> that's ever happened anywhere ever producer cameron you're unbiased tell what do you think about the uh it's one of the most annoying things when you <laughs> okay so we're not wrong then in thinking that yeah obviously it's the worst thing in sports <laughs> <laughs> oh man imagine like could there be anything more annoying than like if tom herman was the coach of arkansas i'm not sure the universe could handle that <laughs> um so yeah go ahead producer cameron well i was gonna say so that put the sec at 16 teams yeah, yeah. super conference so what what's it gonna look like basically i do you think we're gonna i've seen i've seen some different ideas out there like with the the four pod system and, yeah so or just keeping it like the two two divisions yeah the so the SEC network of all people just ran with this and uh, posted a graphic saying uh, the 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 TV show SEC this morning they have a proposal is what they labeled it potential football alignment if Oklahoma and Texas join the conference it still just kind of blows my mind that they're putting this out there but they suggested four four team pods I'll run through them real quick Pod A Florida Georgia Kentucky South Carolina. Pod B, Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. Pod C, LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. Pod D, Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I mean, I I think that could be fun, um, kind of rotating who you play every year. You'd play Arkansas, Texas, Oklahoma every year, and then it would rotate who you played outside of those teams. I think that could be fun. Um I also don't really love like the Big Twelve outcasts little yeah. division going yeah. on there either. I think there's other schools that y- you could do it better geographically than that. But well, yeah, well, I've also seen you know kind of split it down the middle, east west. Mm-hmm. But you know, keep Alabama and Auburn together, and um, you know, make it more make it make more sense geographically. I'm fine to to stay with Arkansas and play them every year. I, yeah. I'm totally fine with that. But I don't know. I like playing. I like how things have been going. And now, yeah. okay, yeah, well, I'm, I, maybe I'm afraid of change or whatever, but um, I like playing Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. Mm. I like the SEC East, kind of. I like rotating in a team from the West. So, and playing Arkansas. I like the schedule, basically, I is what you. I'm trying to say. I agree. And th- this would work, absolutely. I mean, because every team would host every other team at least once every four seasons that's crucial to me i you i really want that rotation of going to these other schools and also hosting them in columbia Mm -hmm. that's kind of the nfl model of inter yeah conference and they got the four divisions on really it'd just be three years because you play your own conference probably every year yeah you'd have every three years you'd play each of the others yeah i don't know i Again, I'm putting this out to the listeners and the viewers. Help us out here. Is there something I'm not seeing? Am I just stuck in what I am seeing right now and liking it too much? But yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. The 
Pod D, the Big 12 light, you know, subbing out Texas A&M for Arkansas. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Geographically, um, it makes sense, but... Initially, I thought Missouri would be very opposed to this. Um, obviously, A&M has been publicly opposed to this. They've, they have really are the only school that have made any public comment. Uh, <laughs> Jimbo Fisher yesterday at Media Days said something like he was asked like what do you like what do you think about this and like did you hear that they're they're wanting to they're wanting to get in and mm-hmm. he said i bet they would <laughs> and so um, and that's kind of what i was thinking too exactly so and obviously a&m loves where they are right now they're the only sec team in texas yeah. like they want to keep it that way right um i initially thought missouri would not want to see these two teams join the sec but uh, i'm not so sure about that and i think that uh there could be a situation where Missouri would would be in favor of seeing these teams join the SEC. So that's kind of what the information that maybe we'll be able to gather over the next, you know, coming days or weeks is like where do the rest of the teams in the SEC stand uh, with this potential move? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because that's, that's just changes college football. Um, what would happen to what is formerly the Big 12? I mean... I don't know. This is, I mean, it's kind of like conference realignment from eight years ago or whenever that was all over again, 10 years ago, because is the Pac-12 going to scoop up a couple teams? Is the Big Ten going to scoop up a couple teams or those? And also you got to think about, I'm pretty sure Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are like joined at the hip. Like, how do you get, how do you get past that? That's always been a stumbling block as far as I know previously. Yeah, I'm not sure what they would do about that. And I have seen some people already just speculating that Oklahoma State would also join the SDC. Yeah, I don't know about I don't know what what's going to happen with that. If that's going to put happen, everyone in one, just make it all. Well, one. yeah, might as well bring in Clemson and uh, Notre Dame. That sounds and, awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, I did see a tweet that um, some of the Big Twelve ADs and CEOs are uh, going to meet today to discuss that. That Dennis Dodd on Twitter said mm-hmm. that. Uh, that they're going to be meeting at, at 5 p.m. today, as in Thursday, uh, to discuss that situation. So it's all happening pretty quickly here. Um, kind of crazy, just out of the blue. And within a few days, it seems to really be gaining some traction as far as the validity of it. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't tell the listeners and the viewers that we've we've discussed all this before. <laughs> Episode 99 of the Missouri Sports Podcast is called College Football Conference Realignment. We did a lot of research and really looked at how this could work. And so check out episode 99, College Football Conference Realignment, to see kind of where we are mentally with how, how college football could really work the, at you know, its best in every single way with, will, with a certain conference realignment. I will also add that everything you just said was a complete lie, and uh, it's terrible content but go check it out and it's because you might get a laugh or two but we did no research whatsoever and we had a week to fill last summer wow but we may actually have to do a real one where we actually think about what's going to happen with these conferences um this summer before the season starts because i don't know what to tell you about the big 12 i have no idea is the conference defunct after this are they are those teams just gonna have to abandon ship and find another conference to join are they gonna try and add a couple of teams like cincinnati or something i don't even know why would cincinnati join kansas kansas state iowa state baylor and tcu more money i have no idea 
would the Big 12 be able to offer that to Cincinnati? I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are just the kind of things I'm thinking about with like what happens to the Big 12. It seems mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it seems like the member schools that were that are left would be better off joining if i had to guess i think that's what would happen i think the big 12 would just go away i think those other teams would would have to find another conference to join and they'd do a a four conference system a super conference of four of them it's uh what year were we i mean this is um that's what i was gonna this is 2011 all over again what's the soonest though that this would i don't know i've heard effect I it, I've heard it could happen as early as next season, potentially 2022 like season. This coming no. season, no, oh, okay. the <laughs> next like, one as in I like gotcha. next year. I gotcha. Okay. But still, that seems super fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, the first time conference realignment happened, it was like, oh, really? And then, yep, this is a thing, and it's done. Yep. <laughs> well, this is uh, this is exciting times. College football could be headed in new directions. Uh, Mizzou needs to try to take advantage of it i mean we've we've mostly been talking about football but there are other sports to think about i think texas and oklahoma are both in good places on the basketball side of things as well texas just hired chris beard away from texas tech incredibly and he took tech to the final four to the national championship game and uh oklahoma has had success under lon kruger and now they got the coach from um porter mosher from loyola so they seem to be in a good place so yeah basketball if that, if that move happens in basketball the future is already looking kind of a little cloudy but man those those teams would add another another layer of difficulty of getting to the tournament is that all, we got any other big news this week i think that's pretty much it uh we did have a topic suggestion on our yeah, discord i think yeah so shout out to tristan on discord um he's one of our um patreon supporters and so he's on discord and able to submit topic suggestions i think we will probably just be able to save that for a um, like a more like a feature segment on a future episode um, because we can dive into that a little bit more so maybe we'll save that just tease it a little bit here all right but you could do just like tristan and and, uh, suggest topics for the show and we will definitely record them and send them out to everyone so um, and you can only do that on patreon.com slash Missouri sports pod. That all for this week then? I think that's it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's talking season. Got a little, uh, I don't know, a little rivalry. Just all those thoughts pumping through the brain. Coach Drinkwitz on a roll He's as, as usual. Making people mad. Mm. Not me I love though. It. He doesn't Not make me. me mad. I, I just, I love the thought of him kind of being a little bit of a villain especially if we're winning games and he's still doing his his uh dog and pony show <laughs> yeah but he he has this he, he i don't think he could really be the villain like he's not a villain but he could no. kind of play the villain right he's not dan mullen dan but mullen is the villain i agree and so he's not just playing it i think jimbo fisher has a little bit of villain in him and he just like kind of hides it okay and it could come out at any time nick saban he can be villainous. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I maybe disagree with you a little bit there. I don't want Coach Drink to, to go, to turn full heel and be the villain. I don't really want him to either, but I could see, I could see a scenario where he is thought of that way a little bit. If, if we're in a couple of years, if Missouri's winning more games and he's, he's still jab, taking jabs at people, I could see yeah. it. Yeah. yeah it's I a, don't want it to stop. Okay. All right. I well, love it. All right. Let the jabs live on. 
All right, everybody. I think that's all we got for you this week. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We are on Twitter at Mizzou Sports Pod, and you can email us at MissouriSportsPod at gmail.com. You can find our t-shirts and stickers on our online shop, MissouriSportsPod.BigCartel.com. Special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $10 level and above, Brian Smith, Cooper, and Tristan. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week.